the internet and welcome to season 113 episode 1 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, take a slurp of that shit and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Monday, December 16th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Oh, Jack Sweaty, Bamba Lamba. Oh, Jack Sweaty, Bamba Lamba. Jack Sweaty is a fat. Bamba Lamba, wear diapers on his back. Bamba Lamba. That is courtesy of Trait Gang. Uh, and also, I did that at a live show like a year ago, but we never release our live shows. You gotta come see us to hear the AKs we do there. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Boom, 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 boom. Insane in the membrane. Insane membrane. Yeah. What's remember that? that? Yeah. Oh, do I remember Hill? that? <laughs> insane. When insane, got no brain. When you got no insane, brain. You probably not no be able to brain. leave because or live because your central nervous system would be useless. Mm. Okay, so go back to the drawing board. Be real. Uh, but that one is from Hannah Soltis. And so the beginning you. of that song was the drop for all like shitty morning radio things. What's the matter? I say, don't you know no, I'm loco, loco, and then it'd be like, boom, boom, boom. Also, shout out to uh, Nick Gutierrez, okay? Because your your girl Ali, she loves you. Okay. It's your birthday, huh? Yeah. Wow. We're doing we're doing requests like that now. Well, you know, somebody Speaking came of morning to me. Zoo radio. Somebody, you know, when people reach out on behalf of their loved ones, okay. uh, You know, yeah. like I, a very touching thing happened with me and Her Majesty. I understand the power of a significant other yeah. reaching out to those. It's your a beautiful may thing. Idolize. I'm not hating it. I'm just saying it. I was reduces moved. us to the level of morning zoo radio. Well, that would be. I mean, they get paid more, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented comedian and film expert, Caitlin Durante. Hi. Hi, got Caitlin. some more anagrams. Fuck yeah. Wait, you have more? Yeah. How? I always have more. Your fucking name is too malleable. <laughs> How is it possible that your name is that perfect it's for anagrams? It's the best name in the world. It's got to, yeah. Okay. So everyone name your children Caitlin Durante. Yeah, or, it's very grammable. Dracula. Yeah, Most yeah, people yeah. say grammable meaning Instagram, but I'm talking about anagrammable. anagrammable. You have a yeah. grammable name. Thank you. Here are today's... <laughs> Here are today's anagrams <laughs> for Caitlin Durante. Uh, indict a real nut. Speaking of <laughs> Boris wow. Johnson... Damn. Holy wow. shit. Seriously. Indict a real nut? <laughs> I mean, they're Ow. even topical. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, one was just like, <laughs> well, Epstein wild. didn't kill himself? I'm like, how? <laughs> no. Wait a no. second. <laughs> uh, all right. We will indict Wait, do you got more? a real nut. I have nut. one more. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Pump your brakes, How dare Jack? you interrupt? Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, and this one is um, Iranian Ted Cult. Now, I don't Iranian know if that means... <laughs> like Ted, like Iranians who are addicted to Ted Talks? Uh, or just uh, Iranian people named Ted, oh, who all right. have joined a cult. Yeah. Right. Not sure. Open to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, and those are both courtesy of at Mostly Mutesart. All right. Mostly Mutesart. Mutesart. Well, yeah. we... Uh, are thrilled to have you here today. Sight gang Thank Amadeus so Mutesart. Mutesart. Mostly Mutesart. Is that because he's mostly, or she's mostly a lingerer? I'm she not, mostly... I'm, I don't know the origins huh. of their handle. Yeah. You don't know the origins of all your followers' <laughs> handles? Oh, wow. What's wrong with you? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, uh, well, shit, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, kill a cam. Kill a not feeling these dinosaurs. <laughs> Does not believe in them. I don't know. He's very skeptical. Okay, so Cameron, for people who don't remember, if you're not a big hip-hop he- head, do you remember the song, Oh Boy? Or, yeah, okay. From from Rock? From the Rock? Dipset? No? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Oh, anyway, I remember that. He was on a podcast. Uh, just this clip will warm your heart. Yeah. Because, I mean, f- for somebody with lyrics like his, I mean... Amazing. I've, the man who said, man, you terry cloth, that means you very soft. Gravy Mercedes add the cranberry sauce. Damn. Yeah, he might have some takes on dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be really good at one thing. Hey, yo, lock my garage. Rock my massage. Fuck it. Bucket by Oshkosh Bagosh. These <laughs> <laughs> lyrics are so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Mitch McConnell, uh, uh, the Cameron of the Senate. I don't know. 
No, no real relation between those two stories. But he's he's an asshole. Speaking of the Senate, he's preparing America for a sham, sham trial. Or actually, speaking of impeachment, another Cameron lyric: "Get head with the lights on, lights out." I used to drop Lewinsky off at the White House. Holla at oh. me, Bill. <laughs> he said, holla at me, Bill. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> he was like the, he was a half joke rapper before people really realized how funny he is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look at uh, the effect of screens on these kids. On these teens. These days. Uh, yeah. I'm going to add S's to some words that don't. Have S's because I'm an old man. I was telling Miles like yesterday, I was walking in and a Werther's original just like appeared in my pocket. It was uh, weird. I I think I'm just like getting, it's like I was bit by a radioactive old person. Or and, you're like a dad version of Dr. Manhattan. And right. All you can do is summon Werther's in your just pocket. Like, Werther, like I reach in, there's three today and it just keeps <laughs> oh god can i offer you one yeah okay old baby man. yoga uh we're gonna talk about pepsi cafe these drink manufacturers stay trying to create a refreshing coffee beverage that they can can and uh deliver to the masses so i don't we'll know talk about that none of them have ever been successful good yeah well <laughs> yeah. good yeah well we we're not uh taste testing it we're just looking it's at just the been description announced. and trying to figure out i mean uh, can it's... more like can as in like fire them wow right like from their Tell job them. Yeah. Tell them. thank yeah. you we got the consultant in <laughs> oh man i wonder if somebody in hr at either campbell's soup or Pepsi uh, or Coca Cola do, does that bit a lot when they when they have to fire. Hey guys, someone. I think it's time to can this whole department. Yeah, they're like, yeah, a lot of people's Sadly. lives are going to be ruined. Yeah. yeah, but did you hear what I said? I said, <laughs> you, hear what anyway, I said you guys are cans? fired. No severance pay. Don't even try and <laughs> file for unemployment. We heard you were going to unionize. Uh, we're going to talk about the AI revolution uh because that that is something we've been hearing about for years. The AI is going to come in. Uh, you know, the robots took over manufacturing. AI is about to take over all the other jobs. Uh, and it's already, you know, running these massive websites like Facebook and Twitter. And uh, it turns out none of that's actually true necessarily. It's being overstated. And what it's doing is papering over the fact that these massive companies are exploiting the shit out of cheap labor. Uh, so we're going to talk about the exploitative practices of your Amazons, your Facebooks. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some fast food promotions for the holidays. There's some... well, there's just brand. There's so many branded things. Mm. It's, uh, I mean, I usually would like giggle at a lot of these things, but when I look at them all like in a list, I'm like, where have we gone? Yeah, <laughs> where what are happened? We? we went wrong somewhere along the way. Uh, Benioff, Benioff, and wife. Uh, Benny Hoffman Weiss. Uh, Benny Austin Wife. You know that old comedy duo, Benny Austin Wife. (laughs) (laughs) Take my Weiss. Seriously. Oh, man. Uh, Benny Hoffman Weiss have settled on their next project. Uh, They tried Game of Thrones. They tried the Civil War. They tried Star Wars. Uh, Now they have moved on to. We'll we'll explain what it is. Uh, And then we're going to look at Home Alone, the reboot. And also Home Alone, the Ridge, uh, the the holiday classic, because uh, there's some hidden uh, conservative ideology in there. We're going to talk about. Whoa, where. Or, we missed that when we talked about it on the Bechtel cast or, recently. Or very overt, depending on if you this. A lot of this came out after John Hughes passed away, where people are like, you can tell he was wearing oh. all of his conservatism on his sleeve. With oh, John everything. Hughes is like straight up, like all the movies that happen in the John Hughes movie universe. It's just it's or a people very, are dirty. Yeah, it's like oh. a conservative. Lift yourself up, son. Yeah, I mean, think about Ferris Bueller. Oh, I mean the uh, the the wet bandits or whatever they call themselves. You know, yeah, your Joe Pesci and your Daniel Stern. Yeah. Well, we're they're get being into punished that. for trying to steal from the rich. Yeah. and, and mm-hmm. redistribute the wealth. I see now. Yeah, I actually did talk about that on the episode. And there's some interesting shit about how they drive around in a plumber van, a beat up old plumber mm. van. So what they, were they before? are former plumbers who lost their job and now have to steal from the rich. Wow. Who are exploiting them. And they're dirty. Yes. Because they're poor. Right. Of course. Which is like everything. Oh, pigeon lady? Yeah. Dirty as fuck. The right. old man with the shovel? Nasty and stinky. 
Yeah. You can tell that that guy's not a real cop because he has a gold tooth. Can't trust a person with a gold tooth. Uh, what is something, Caitlin, from your search history that's revealing about who you are? I Googled the phrase platonic fan fiction. Because oh, I wanted to see. We're all familiar with erotic fan like fiction, just, right? Like just straight up hardcore shippery yeah, shipping. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, hmm, is platonic fan fiction a thing? Because I want to start writing it. Yeah. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that I had invented it. I don't know if I did or not. The The Google search didn't yield much I in the think way of information. There was a... Can, I think at this point it's safe to say that you have invented it. Okay. There was so a work much. of fan fiction that was like a crime-solving detective novel with Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Oh, like, okay, that's, that's already... Crime. That sounds platonic. Yeah, it's platonic. Well, they didn't mm, make well, love during mm, the course of the book in, in the any way. In the first two acts. Right. In any way that was overt. Yeah. There are parts where they wake up in bed together, smoking cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. One of them smoking a cigarette. Uh, Barack does smoke cigarettes throughout yeah. the book, actually, because they're just like, I mean, come on, this He's guy's clearly smoking a pack a day behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I think you did. Who do you who them. do you ship platonically? Well, okay, so this all started when, um, not to brag or anything, but I did a show recently that. Natalie Portman was in the audience. What? Of, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> what? So what I was like, fall? oh my gosh. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was Where? like, Natalie Portman saw me like make jokes and be funny. Yeah. What if she like really wants to be my friend now? Right. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be fan fiction where you're friends with Natalie yeah. Portman. I mean, that's just it's called a stalker's fantasy. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. What do you think in your mind? What do you, what are you and Natalie up to? Uh, we're just like going. We're just like going on a crusade to smash the patriarchy together, mm-hmm. and we're also going to co-star in several movies together. Right. Oh, nice. You know. What, yeah, I stuff. see the two of you like lifting an Oscar together for a film that yes. you wrote and executive produced. Exactly. You got best picture. Got best screenplay. You're the new Ben and Matt. Yeah. yeah. Natalie. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, there they needed were to be a new first. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, it's been too long. <laughs> Who's house do you go to first like assuming this is like a kill bill scenario where you guys are the bride together whose house do you go to first moby's oh or jonathan okay so uh, oh, you're doing killing Moby. <laughs> yeah or just it's, smashing oh smashing. wow because before it started like just a friendship of two creative people and now we got the murder of <laughs> okay. i'm not saying a murder i'm just saying that you gotta you gotta let him know um. Sure. Um. Yeah. We'll go to Mo- we'll go to Moby's restaurant first. Yeah. Yeah. Smash some plates. Yeah. Do a thing where she never like, dated oh, me. God, this guy who owns this place. I forgot he owns it. He thinks we dated. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, hey. Uh. Everything's everything's on me. Hey, right. honey. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Wait. Well, who's the author who like she had a email exchange with that like got published and people oh jonathan uh saffron foer uh and he was clearly in love with her uh i mean everyone is it turns yeah, out it turns Even out plato- platonically romantically that is interesting <laughs> that's tough because can you smash the patriarchy when everyone just immediately falls in love with you the second you walk i into think the that's room? our greatest weapon yeah, yeah. there yeah. you go okay it's like you whisper you. in their ear and like why don't you walk off a cliff <laughs> like, yes, like, for okay, you, fine. for Natalie. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, do it for Natalie. She said she wanted you to also walk off. Also, sign this, sign this legal agreement. Yeah, and then jump off a cliff. Take a long walk off a. I'm not saying here. we need to murder people to to well, dismantle I'm, the patriarchy. No, we know but... how feminists are. We get it. <laughs> Y'all just want to murder. <laughs> just want to murder men. <laughs> Doctor uh, Manhattan vaporize everyone's ball sacks. <laughs> Dude, I told you not books. to spoil Watchmen for me. <laughs> it's like that scene in RoboCop where he shoots a dude's dick. It's Dr. Manhattan vaporizing balls at him. <laughs> uh, oh, what is boy. something you think is underrated? I think, uh, I mean, speaking of the patriarchy, um, men crying. I think men should cry much more and just more openly just cry all the time yeah. cry once a day i saw i recently saw waves mm-hmm. and um there are like four different men like ball their eyes out in that movie mm. and i was it was so refreshing to yeah. see do they cry men 
also crying. <laughs> Mr. Lebowski. Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> Very Strong true. men also, also cry. cry. It's true. <laughs> uh, it is true. Uh, do you get, how often do you guys cry? Weekly? Never. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I cry all the time. Dude, Good. I will cry at a commercial. I cry at commercials all the time now. Yeah. yeah. My version, my I have a like once a month emotional outburst mm-hmm. where I'm touched by a story of white baby boomers. That's when I know I've gone off the oh, rails. Wow. I'm like, wait, what? There's like there'll be something where I'll watch an old white boomer put on glasses that help his color blindness or some oh, shit. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like this motherfucker I mean, wouldn't care if I died, but I'm happy for I, him. I cried a little little bit like got teary-eyed this morning we're doing our look back at 2014 and uh 2015 a little later on today uh, for the holiday episodes little people behind the curtain and there was a viral video that i hadn't seen where a kid's going to his first day of school and the news reporter's like you gonna miss your mom and he's like no and it's like all cute. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you're not gonna miss her." And then he just like His starts face. crying. Yeah. He just like <laughs> dissolves into tears, and is like, "I'm gonna miss I her so much." That. I was, I was definitely like, people just know him as a gif now. They don't realize the dimensions of that because it's people use that as a reaction gif all the time. Right? Because he had like built up the facade that he was going to school and it wasn't gonna bother him. Yeah. And then just completely dissolved. Wait, so what touched you because you related that to? Like one of your kids, yeah, or to something. one of my kids. Oh, you didn't see yourself anything. in that little boy. I probably saw myself a little bit in that yeah. little boy, and just the impermanence of our relationships with our, uh, our parents. parents, or that, mm-hmm. or at least ones. the parental relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I go on. Uh, there's always something that makes me cry. Yeah. Or just some weird shit. Like I'll see something, like something in a film will remind me of some other life thing mm-hmm. or like relating it to something in the real world. And it's like, <laughs> everything's so fucking hard <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, and I'm watching like fucking gremlins too. Sure. Sometimes I just think about the plot of Paddington or Paddington two. And then I start crying just wow. thinking about it. Yeah. Hey, really? So I'm Is very Paddington in touch with a sad my movie? Um, they're not sad movies just beautiful. per se, but there are sad moments oh, okay. within them. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Mm. I gotta see those movies. Very, just very. T- you, are they, you haven't seen them yet, know, Jack? Oh my god! Well, are they uh, G-rated ish? Like, are they appropriate for like oh, a three-year-old? They are for children. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna but, watch uh, them this weekend. For a three-year-old, it might. I mean, they'll it might be too much. Like, it might fucking haunt your kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he'll like the bear, like the image of the bear, but yeah. like the plot will be maybe a little bit over his yeah. head. Another viral video I hadn't appreciated at the time, uh, 2014-15, very dark time for me. Was not watching many viral videos, but uh, I missed a bear family swimming in someone's backyard pool. Oh, oh yeah. I love that. Bears are the best. They're so cool. Holy <laughs> shit. Bears are, they are truly so the great. coolest. Like bear families, they're, like, they're, there's some great viral videos of bear parents with their bear baby, like and the bear baby's getting in a uh, hammock. And, like, can't, like, figure out, like, because a hammock is a weird thing. And they're just, like, falling, and it's a lot of fun. They're so cute. Anyways, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, I know I say this with a cup of coffee in front of me, but I think caffeine is overrated. Uh I think a lot of people have a dependency on it, and they're like, I could never give it up, and they're like, da-da-da-da. But um, if you never become addicted to it, guess what? You don't need it. That's true. So I have a very occasional cup now and then, usually when I come into this office. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, uh, I li- I function perfectly well without any caffeine. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just generally a sleepy person, uh, but I feel like I do need it. Okay. You think that, but only because you have a dependency on it. I think I would need to sleep for a year straight to (laughs) not have a dependency on it. You can hibernate like a bear. I would love to. I think I need to become, that would be, I think my life goal is to become a bear. Uh, Just hibernate and be confused by hammocks. Put your children in a state of suspended animation. Right. Because I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. And then then go into hibernation for seven years, whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do, and come back and then unpause. Here we go. There yeah. it is. Dad doesn't have to drink coffee anymore. I don't even, I don't, I've never gotten the, like I say, I drink this cold brew, this Kirkland one, because it's the only one that gives me some semblance of a caffeine hit. Okay. But other than that, I've never 
I've never known the need for caffeine. You drink it to fit in, Miles. Come I drink on. it so Let's... the other kids, when I'm with the other liberals at my <laughs> liberal coffee shop, no, I'm not a plant who's just listening in on their conversations to do tweets about what's actually going <laughs> what's on. What's that, that guy's book. name? <laughs> Jacob Wool. Jacob was it Jacob Wool? Yeah. Wait, that was Sobiac. actually happening? Yeah, there's this <laughs> just, guy who yeah. claims he's like, at a liberal coffee shop, the libs are talking about this, about how triggered they are by <laughs> yeah, Trump's- How scared they are of like Trump. Right. Uh, we're doing right. We're doing good. Yeah. Uh, he goes undercover in lib coffee shops. Because mm-hmm. uh, us libs cannot do without our coffee. What is the equivalent stimulant for mega red pill people? Red pills? Actual? Red Bull? Oh. Red Bull. <gasps> yeah. maybe. Oh, like Monster Energy Drink, I think. Yeah, maybe Monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you <laughs> okay. know to be false? This is really stupid and not real, but I can never think of one for these. Um the Ethan Hawke Tesla movie that's coming out in 2020 is not a sequel to Ford versus Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Is it about, wait, is it Nikola Tesla? Yes. Which means it's a sequel to the current wars, which is a film that came out um, a few months ago. Which one? The current the wars. The current wars. We had uh, Nicholas Holt playing Nikola Tesla. Oh, we really? We had Benedict Cumberbatch playing Edison. We had oh, current, Michael like Shannon. Yeah, DC. current. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Was that good, the current wars? I actually liked it. I don't think anyone it's saw a it. wild, fascinating story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really know anything about it, um, so I learned a lot. Um, yeah, it was entertaining. I, I rather enjoyed it. Do they just like blow up cows with it? They do kill a horse. A horse, right? Yeah. Elephant too, right? Oh, th- maybe. That didn't happen in the movie. So I only know. How do you leave that out? In the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Go to the Could big get... ticket. A horse. Right. They're like, yo, go see that movie. The elephant gets just fried up with yeah. the direct well, I thought he killed an elephant. Maybe that is a myth. Maybe um, Edison maybe only is. killed horses. Uh, anyway, we'll have to re- we'll have to refer to the historical text, Drunk History, right. uh, <laughs> to see what actually happened. In Pro the Edison movie overall? Uh, yeah. Is it really? Wait. Oh, it's pro Edison. Oh, okay. I understand the question. Um, honestly, I barely remember (laughs) it except for the horse dying. Um, what does that say about me? I don't remember where it lands exactly. Okay. Pro Edison or con Edison? Ooh, that's the joke I wish I had made. That's why he pays. Uh, That's why he pays the big bucks. That's why I pay the bills. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and we're talking about uh, videos that make us cry. Super producer Daniel was saying that uh, Olympic videos, 10 times out of 10, make him yeah. cry. and Skrillex interviews. Yeah. So. Caitlin, you were saying <laughs> when queer couples are able to like actually marry, when now, yeah, these days. Have you seen Same the video progress. of the uh, two guys who both proposed, were planning to propose to each other on the same night. Oh no. That will make you double proposal knockout. Double proposal knockout. Oh my yeah. God. Dude, it's both on so, bended knee. Uh one gets on bended knee and the other one is like I can't believe this is happening and he's like, "Wait, so are you going to say yes? Like, like what the fuck?" And then he like turns around and pulls out his own <gasps> and it's just the sweetest oh, thing. Yeah. Oh. That definitely made me cry. Kill a cam. <laughs> Let's talk about Kill it. Kill it. Yeah, he look as I said, I, I've talked about his lyrics. This man, he's he's something else. And he was on this podcast called It's the Real. Uh, and there's this clip that was going around of him talking about he's a little bit a little bit uh, weary. He's not he's a little cynical when it comes to this whole dinosaur archaeology business. What's up, with, what's up with all these bones? Just listen to him talk about this. It's kind of amazing. I fight with people about dinosaurs and their existence all the time. So. Wait, what? Yeah, like uh, as you in know, you don't believe dinosaurs existed? I, I'm not believing or dis disbelieving. It's like no proof. Like because they throw these big bones paws up in a museum, <laughs> in the museum, and be like, "Yo, these are the people that were here before us." I mean, no, no, see, that that is the proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're uh, looking that, for the proof. That is the proof. So these bones didn't. So. Was the evolution they, class they're, they're your still, senior year, second semester? strong enough to put out in, in <laughs> museums, and they didn't crumble or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not necessarily going for that one. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm, if it, if we, if we you are absolutely more, saying it didn't happen. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm not going off museum facts. There are like 2,000 years of proof. <laughs> I've been to every museum when I was young. I'm like, word. <laughs> so they just found all these bones and glued them together. Yes. <laughs> Yo, the real I love is... Em. Uh, shout out to the real. That's my favorite celebrity interview I've heard in a long Especially time. Especially to be like, <laughs> just like to be like, no, yeah. that's exactly what you are <laughs> yeah. saying. It didn't happen. I don't I'm not know if it did. I'm not yeah. saying it didn't. I'm just saying I don't believe it. Yeah, like later so, on, they're like, "Are you a flat earther?" And he was like, "Oh hell no, the Earth is round." Okay, <laughs> all right. Like, I like. I get. It's weird. It seems like the thing he's really it's dubious. Like he's dubious about is this idea that. These million-year-old bones aren't just dusty, little, brittle things that are just falling apart. So he doesn't oh, okay. understand how fossilization works, right. I guess. I think that's exactly <laughs> it. Right. Or it's like, I don't know. I don't Wait. know. I'm having trouble. They put them all together, really. How like... do they find strong enough glue? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a, this is a scam. Um, I would love a science podcast with Killer Cam, though. Just with, like, archaeologists, like, blowing his mind. But <laughs> this is the thing that's going to end up killing our species is the argument. I'm not saying it happened. I'm not saying, saying it, it didn't, didn't happen. happen with global warming. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm like not saying said, it's not happening. I'm just saying, you know, there's lots of explanations. Start it's the, the fucking, same as start the fucking. The, start the global warming registry. Bro. Right. I've been saying this. If you don't believe it, sign the fuck up. So we know where to kick everybody's ass to to the, the scorched parts. I'm not saying Russia didn't interfere. I'm not saying they did interfere. You're saying, saying they didn't. Ukraine, could, you don't know that yeah. Ukraine didn't. Did you? Were you watching everyone in the city of Ukraine yeah. when they during the entire 2016 election? Right. Exactly. I rest my case, Your Honor. Uh, well, speaking of. Uh, that old chestnut. Yeah. The, the impeachment for your story. sham trial. Mm -hmm. right. Talking about impeaching this creep. Mm. Uh, Mitch McConnell is getting ready to, you know, he's in charge of the Senate. He's mm -hmm. going to uh, have to have a trial of some sort after uh, the president is impeached yeah, by just the House. Which sort is it yeah. going to be? Is it going to be a real trial? <laughs> no. Is it good? So it's the president. Shot. So there, there's a, there's a bunch of different things. The world and, uh, you know, the Democrats and over half of America would like to see uh, actual witnesses brought forward that and the Republicans have some bearing. Too. The Republicans as well, as some they've Republicans. said in the House, what the process, we haven't. Oh, right. so you, okay, well, when you're in the driver's seat, I'm sure you'll have witnesses too. Right. So no, they won't. Uh, they and even the president wants to see witnesses brought forward. He wants a long trial because he thinks he did nothing wrong because he doesn't understand how laws work or how his what his job is supposed to be even. Uh, but Mitch McConnell, it sounds like, because there's like so, so much confusion as to how to conduct this sham trial, it sounds like he just wants to like head down, ram it through. Oh, 100%. There's yeah. no interest there of in having anything resembling any kind of trial. Uh, <laughs> the things that Mitch McConnell was saying, for example, everything I do during this, I'm coordinating with the White House counsel. There will be no difference between the president's position and our position as to how to handle this to the extent that we can. So there will be no difference. So he's saying, I'm going to work alongside the White House, right? To do whatever they like, whatever you like, right? What kind of trial would you like? Whatever you like, a sham trial. <laughs> and I don't think there's going to be so everything that's going to happen is in coordination with the White House, their lawyers, and again, the really, the real big chunk where you realize uh, where this is going. I mean, we always knew it was going to be a sham, but he said there is no chance Trump will be removed from office. No chance. Not on my watch. Um, so you know all those process complaints that were coming out of the Republicans. In the House during the two phases with the Intel Committee and the Judiciary Committee, um, I don't think they'll so suddenly be like, "Oh yeah, process." <laughs> no, no, we were just we just we just uh, deploy that argument when we're on the other side of it because we're completely right. disingenuous and hypocritical. So, forty-seven point four percent currently, uh, according to polls, support the president being impeached and removed from office. Forty-five point eight percent don't support that. Uh, and so he's like clear cut where we got to not remove him. There's no chance. We're gonna well, remove yeah, him. I got it. It's I've... just it all comes back to the Senate and like this weird, you know, the fact that 
there are two votes in Wyoming and two votes in California. Like, yeah. And two votes in Kentucky. Right. Uh, like, it doesn't... It's the, a it's a fucked up uh, system that doesn't make any sense. Well, right? at this point, it's not even... It, there's no semblance of a system that functions anymore. Right. Because you have all the Republicans, are they're completely all in for the president... I know there was a fantasy period where we're like, is it, are they going to figure out like if he's going to completely toxify the party and they mm-hmm. can no longer operate? But it seems like now, like we were saying, I think off mic, the Democrats problem is they use the brake too much on shit. Yeah. Ooh, don't know about that. Ooh, ah, ooh, don't go too fast. Uh, don't, don't, don't too much progress. Uh, you don't want to pull people off. And the Republicans just don't use the brake at all. Yeah. They're fucking, <laughs> they're flooring it. They're like, you know what? We're hop in Trump. Cause we'll, 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 so the wheels come off, we'll fucking ride this shit out. Yeah. And this is makes it clear. And I think that's what's so frightening too, especially with Mike Huckabee even trying to say that the twenty second amendment like might not apply to Trump and he deserves a third term and shit. When you have these kinds of goons in there, I can imagine where they would begin arguing whether or not the twenty second amendment in the constitution is valid or applicable, because they know that's how they keep this guy in. But Again, this is why we all need to really keep our focus on the election, because aside from our you know, semblance of a legal system, I don't really see that functioning as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so turnout is the first dimension. And then who knows after that if right. they choose to invalidate the votes of the people, if and that's it, where we're going with right. this. And as the House Democrats have pointed out, what this essentially means, what the Republicans are essentially saying is we want him to be able to cheat at another election. So that this next election, you know, keep your fucking eyes peeled. People are going to have to uh, try and get somebody elected against somebody who's openly cheating. Yeah. So and also when you have a Senate uh, majority leader in Mitch McConnell who will refuses to do bring up any bills on election security to a vote. Right. To actually, you know, bolster our election security. Will be cool. It's a very fucked up very specific type of kleptocracy where it's like <laughs> they have stolen the reins of power and are just you know cheating and doing whatever they possibly can to stay in power yeah uh let's talk about screens yeah this is a it's interesting uh study uh in the canadian journal of psychiatry uh <laughs> oh boy well then oh, i respect yeah. them I right. mean, Killa Cam's not going to like it one bit. <laughs> Killa Cam, nah. <laughs> if it's science, nah. no thanks. Science, not. Nah. Uh, I don't try uh, The So what they did was they looked at around like 3,700 kids that they were surveying annually between 7th and 10th grade. Um, and they wanted to, they, they're like, they wanted the kids to self-report time they spent in front of a digital screen. Um, so, you know, and specifically stuff that's like, how much time are you doing looking at social media or television or video games or computers? And what it shows is that um, social media use and television use and computer use predicted more severe symptoms of anxiety. Um, Like they had a higher than average frequency or people had, sorry, they found that the students who had a higher than average frequency of social media use, TV watching and computer use predicted more severe symptoms of anxiety. And also in a separate study uh, with the same data, They're saying that the higher than average frequency of social media and television viewing predicted more severe symptoms of depression over that same time period. Hmm. Video games, they were that wasn't quite there, like in terms of like a contributor. What they're suspecting is that they found out that 70 percent of the teens that they were uh, surveying in this said that they played video games with a friend. Yeah. Or online. Yeah. So video games have increasingly with online play become more of a social activity than, uh-huh. you know, back when we was doing it, blowing on the cartridge by ourselves, mm-hmm. reading Nintendo Power, trying to beat the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves game. It was hard. Okay. <laughs> that was a game? Yeah, it was very yeah. The, the Kevin Costner yes, movie? They yes. gamified it? Yes. Wow. They gamified everything back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember the Christmas I got then 64. I spent like a week in my basement just trying to beat Mario. Yeah. And then I was like actually depressed after that like i was like oh that was my really, life is that was by. like a dark moment in my life and that's when i basically stopped playing video games wow you had that kind of self-control where you're like you know what young jack yeah it's not for you yeah <laughs> Put i the think controller that's basically down. What it i don't care if a rumble pack just came out i'm um, not picking it up so yeah i mean i think that's i think that's exactly it i mean the the social media the technology that is separating us is 
Like that's, we're not meant to be separate. We're not meant to be individuals like as a species. Well, that, and also the thing, but there, I think where this study is going to pivot to is now the content. Right. Because sure. now they've said, okay, video games, regardless, aren't necessarily a contributing factor. Okay. So what are these people now seeing on social media, TV and on the computer um, that is a contributing to that? And I'm sure it's plenty of, you know, these, mir the influencer mirage barrage you get on your fucking phone and living comparatively as a teen, mm -hmm. probably fucking up your self-esteem because you're like, this person's 17 and has nine Ferraris or whatever the fuck. Or Fords. Yeah. Or yeah. Ford. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are you. Did you like Ford vs. Ferrari? I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> uh, 94, I could only afford this accord. Uh, the, yeah. And you I need think to that's just what write is. a rap musical today yeah, because just, you're. Uh, that was Everything a Kanye line. This oh, one's okay, for okay. Melissa Ford, 94. I could only afford this accord. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think that it really is. It's the comparative lifestyle. Because I think that's really what a lot of our uh, self-esteem and self-worth issues come out of that are, are at least, you know, super ramped up in this age of all this lifestyle content we see, the things that we're, like, holding up and elevating as, like, the best or top or whatever. Um, and also combined with, like, what our, like, financial, like, possibilities are makes a fucking weird ass place to live mm -hmm. in especially if you're a kid god yeah. damn children are so like yeah easily influenced so impressionable right. yeah they're like well this person has nine million likes and has a six-pack right what the fuck am i supposed to do yeah you know what i mean and i think it's weird because you really do have this odd quantifiable way of like measuring shit now yeah mm -hmm. it's it's like the young people today have higher anxiety, higher depression than ever before. It's absolutely the social media, the commodification of things that like all of the negative aspects of interacting with our peers have been like just put into a capsule and like put onto these social media things and like they replace other forms of interacting with yeah. our peers. Well, I think in a lot of the people who were behind the study were saying like, you know, we get it. Prior to this, most parents are thinking like illegal drug use or safe sex and things like that are things that they need to be really talking about with their right. kids versus what who do you, who are you following on there? What are you looking at? How does this shit make you feel? Because mm -hmm. that's they're realizing this is a huge contributor to the sort of mental welfare of a lot of these younger people. Yeah. Um, and they're doing less drugs and having safer sex than any uh, generation before. There's that. another study that's saying something about like men or I think it was men who have like commitment fears and things like that tended to have more safe sex. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because I think maybe because the ultimate commitment would be like having a child. <laughs> having oh, a child. I could have that all fucked up, but I'm like, yeah, that could have been me. Used to wear three condoms <laughs> at once. Could have been me. Doesn't work. <laughs> not to say that I impregnated about. somebody. They're like that. That's actually scientifically not a a real thing you can do. What? Like wearing two condoms at once. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do don't that. Don't double up on the condoms. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, it makes sense. Just because they said that menace to society does not mean yeah, you should. You can't double back it. Right. Uh, let's talk about Pepsi Cafe. Yeah. What a, Yummy. Is that, it's a new cafe opening up from Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> half coffee. Half, half cafe. Half cafe. So oh, it's half Pepsi, half, Pepsi, half, cafe. half coffee. Cafe. Twice the caffeine of... Regular Pepsi. Yep. Did they not hear my overrated? Gee. Right. Yeah. Come on, guys. They. Uh, do you remember Pepsi Kona? It came out in the mid nineties. Yeah, I do. I remember when that came out, and I was like, "Oh, maybe." I mean, I wasn't really drinking caffeine, but I tried it because I had a little, you know, little pocket money. I went to Seven mm -hmm. Eleven, uh, and it was god awful. Yeah, they There's, had Pepsi Black or something like that, There's or Coke so Black, Coke Black, maybe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Coke has one, I think, right now too. Not good. Yeah. It's, there are people who absolutely like ride hard for this. Like who like it just like fits their taste buds for whatever reason. To mix coffee or Coca-Cola and yeah. coffee. Yeah. And it, all yeah. those people work at Pepsi and Coke because they have been pushing so hard on this shit. Uh, right. They're all they every day they literally drink the yeah. Kool-Aid. But I've had social media interactions with people who are like, No, you gotta try this, man. I know you're into caffeine. Like this stuff's so good. Like I I bought up all the supply, <laughs> like you know. And Whoa. It's, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean it comes you have two flavors. I think one is just coffee and the other is vanilla. Mm. Uh my thing is like, would you put like cream in this? <laughs> Right, right, right. Like, and which means you're putting cream in Pepsi, and that's <laughs> disgusting. Mm. I don't know. Part of me thinks, like, when I look at it, I'm like, it's coffee in my mind, 
Right. Can cream that up a little bit. Cream but it up. Could you imagine being like like carbonated soda, and then you're like, can I get a little half and half for this? Yeah. No, one of, one of my favorite uh, little recipes, this is what I thought was uh, how like the equivalent of being a cook when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, was every holiday for my family's like holiday party, I would make holiday punch, which is half Sprite, half orange juice, and a carton of uh, vanilla ice cream. Oh. Wow. Which... It's good. That's not, that sounds like a one of those orange creamsicles. Yeah, things. it is kind of yeah. like that. But holiday punch. Yeah, but, but it's just it's just adding cream to soda, to, yeah. ice cream to soda, and, and orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah, <laughs> very strange. Was it good? It was. I thought it was like the best thing I'd ever Wait, tasted. And, and your family can. How many years consecutively did you concoct make this concoction? Probably like three or four. Oh damn. Yeah. When are you gonna come through and you know, bless the studio with some Dayton, holiday punch? Dayton, Ohio. Uh, felt the power. Felt the pop of my holiday punch Wait, four so years in a row. What, do you, what are the amounts? A one two liter of Sprite? Yeah. One. I what? think it was two actually in a giant punch bowl. And then. Orange and juice from I, concentrate? I was definitely a bigger fan. No, just straight up orange straight juice. Straight up, okay. Uh, I was definitely a bigger fan than anybody else. <laughs> well, yeah, it's your own creation. I remember when I was a kid, I would like make sauces to accompany a thing my like mom or dad would make. I actually got Always it from a uh, cookbook. Like we had some of those. Have you ever seen those Reddit threads or like we did this on Cracked where we look back 70s at 70s cookbooks. 70s cookbooks. Yeah. Like, oh. so this was from a 70s cookbook that had like jello mold with fish and banana. Oh, like yeah. shit like oh, that. You know, like just the grossest. Like white people from the 60s and 70s cookbooks were a complete disaster. Mm. Someone I know made like had like Gatorade salad or something. They made <laughs> Gatorade orange chicken where you use orange Gatorade from nah, uh, the like bubble some, episode uh, of I forget. Of I have to ask my homegirl. She was telling me it was some bizarro holiday dish involving Gatorade, and I was like, "How?" And she's like, "My family's in, lives in Virginia." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. uh, come on! Shout out to Virginia. They have yeah. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm just trying to remember what it there. is. If hey, look, if you have. Also, yeah, Zygang, hit me up with bizarro uh, holiday dishes that are unique to your family. Southern uh, Southern cooking can be a lot of fun. Uh, one of my friends makes hash hash brown uh, salad or hash brown pie or something like that. And oh. It's just, oh, that just sounds buttered good. hash browns yep. with like Can't argue that. cheese. Yep. It is so fucking good. Mm. Shout out to the South. Shout uh, out to cardiologists. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And speaking of cardiologists, mm-hmm. fast food is finding new ways to promote itself unto yeah. us. We talked about KFC and basically how their marketing plan is like, just do wacky shit. Right. And people are going to start talking about it. And boom, boom. You got brand recognition. There it is. Last year, I remember talking about the fire log that they released because yeah. it was very limited a dish. Okay, and this one was the one that said it had all the. It smelled like worms, worms and spices, herbs and spices, <laughs> worms and spices, <laughs> uh, worms and space. So now they've gone to the masses, and you can get this shit. Uh, also, I've been, I've seen a few reviews that are mixed. Some people say it vaguely smells like it. Some people smell. People say smells a lot like fried chicken. Others say it doesn't smell like anything at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm well, curious. but those are not the. Like the worst case scenario for this is that it just makes your house smell like you just ate a bucket of fried chicken, yeah. or like a for like shitty weeks. version of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like that making a car smell like fast food is not a thing you want. Like that's no, why, you know. Yeah, that's why shame. I eat fast food over a trash can in the parking lot of the <laughs> fast food restaurant, or you just roll all your windows down and you got it, <laughs> just blasting on the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then and, uh, Jamie Loftus would be happy because Dunkin' Donuts is in on this too. Oh, with sure. Peppermint scented wrapping paper. A lot of wrapping papers. I don't associate Dunkin' Donuts with, with anything peppermint. peppermint. No. Yeah. Do they have a peppermint something? Not anything that's like notable. Minty like... fresh Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not. I associate them with coffee and glazed donuts. And yeah, cops and, and maybe uh, what is in Boston? What's the thing called? Uh, culata. Culata. Yeah, yeah. culatas. Uh, and then also, but here's the, okay. Look, I, as, as I was saying, I didn't like their Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts wrapping paper. Taco Bell. But 
Taco Whoa. Bell, on the other hand, has scented wrapping paper that smells like a Crunch Wrap Supreme. What? <laughs> and all the like the wrapping paper is different. It's like macro shots of like the ground quote unquote beef that or is the tortilla or the not lettuce. What and I would tomato. have thought of highlighting, but mm-hmm. yeah, it well, still looks good. It was an exclusive, exclusive for exclusive. Canada, and that shit sold out like immediately. Right. <laughs> I I actually really like my favorite thing about this is the tortilla print wrapping paper. Yeah, it le- because you know you you wrap your Taco Bell food in tortilla, so yeah. might as well wrap your gifts oh, in it fitting. as well. Yeah. That actually makes the most sense out of anything. Yeah, is tortilla wrapping paper. I love it. Um, yeah, I I I guess uh, the people of Canada really uh, respect the brand of Taco Bell. Yeah. And like the reviews where people like, they were like glowing reviews. Like they, the actual paper was incredibly detailed and felt very premium. The yeah. graphics hmm. were all very crisp and this didn't look cheap at all. Is this just Canada being polite? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just but, like, actually it sucks, but. Uh, yeah. In my mind, even though I'm, as I write this down, it says it's wonderful. It's like, this is a fucking hellfire of a wrapping paper. <laughs> McDonald's is trying to get in on this. They, yes. they have like an online store with McDonald's ornaments and a $65 holiday sweater. Um, I don't, does McDonald's have that brand loyalty? I feel like everybody views McDonald's as a means to an end. Yeah, McDonald's, yeah. Not anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... There's no love affair with, people aren't like, don't fucking go to bat for McDonald's like right. me with Taco Bell or things like that. I Where just, did they go wrong? They used to have all those like, I think it's the ubiquity. Songs and stuff. The like, Filet of fish, some da, of them. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't know. My sister <laughs> knew it when I was like four. There was a filet of fish track. Yeah, there was no. It was like you named all these different like things. It was like one of those uh, hand slap. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, it was. Oh, I don't remember either. Yeah, but, but it was Big Mac filet of fish. Da, da, da. I just had a Big Mac meal. I was like, I hadn't eaten dinner all day. I was at like a bunch of different things where I couldn't eat. Stopped and had a Big Mac meal. That shit was so. Good. <laughs> like everything In was like context. so hot. Oh yeah, the yeah. yeah fries right were so hot. Uh, yeah, I don't can't remember the last time I ate McDonald's in restaurant. Oh, I did. I didn't eat it. There's always like a 15 minute delay between me getting yeah. it and then actually eating it. Like I said, I ate it over a uh, a trash, trash can, can yeah. in the parking mm-hmm. lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it because it's just too big of a brand. Like it's right. not like niche enough for people who are like, yeah, I know everybody talks about McDonald's. Yeah, I That's guess it makes sense that it was about. the 80s when everything was just like people are just like capitalism, right. shoot it into my veins. That like trust this this moon faced guy that was clearly <laughs> right. conceived on a coke binge. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because we we're still competing with uh, the Soviet Union, and so we were like, in your face, we have McDonald's. Assholes. Right. This this moon rides a jet ski. Yeah, I had that toy from the Happy Meal. Uh, yeah, and also <laughs> Popeyes rides a jet ski. They gave that out. There was like moon one guy riding. Yeah, he's a on a fucking wave runner or some shit. I remember that was like one <laughs> of my bath yes. toys. I'll be like, yeah, get it, man. Um, <laughs> that and I remember they did like interchangeable like uh, DC promotion where like right. the Tasmanian Devil was Flash and I right. feel like Daffy Duck was Batman. Mm. Um, and then also Popeyes, they're in on it. They're doing an ugly chicken sandwich sweater, sold out in hours. <laughs> smells like the chicken sandwich? Uh, no, just smells like I think lead. Okay, yeah, <laughs> from the <laughs> the hurried manufacturing process with no oversight. Right. And then everyone like White Castle has ugly sweaters. Red Lobster has like a fucking Cheddar Bay biscuit ugly sweater. Oreo has oh, like I a. Would buy that. Yeah, though. I would. I, the Red <laughs> Lobster one really jumps out to me. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you've been to a, a Red Lobster? I haven't been to Red Lobster it's been verifiably years. Uh, 11 years. It's wow. definitely been years for me. Uh, Those the sweater Bay biscuits. Is, I know. I need to go back. The sweater has uh, little crawdads. Or no, those are lobsters, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yes. They're just sized to be the same size as shrimp, but uh-huh. then there's the Cheddar Bay biscuits. And there is a little pouch on the front that uh, they have in, in the picture demonstrating it uh, used to store Cheddar Bay biscuits. Like, and here's sure. a pouch like for, some your, marsupial. for your loose cheddar bay biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So lo- red lobster. I mean, I'll get it. I, I feel like I want to go back to red lobster. Let's we still, go. I still want to go to Buca de Beppo with you and Jamie and wear <gasps> oh, my yeah. tuxedo. So if that's still happening, please <laughs> let me know. Let's all, I'm around. And that's, that's the giant martini glass with a calamari. calamari. Yep. Yeah. But you got to get the, you got to get the big size because as I've been shamed many times when I complain, it didn't come with a martini glass. They're like, Oh, that's actually like the larger size. And I'm like, well, can you bring me the how about we do this over? And you right. bring it 
in a martini glass. Also, ranch-filled stockings from Hidden Valley. Yes. yes. And they're not like plastic or anything. It's just like cloth stockings <laughs> yeah. with ranch just dripping, <laughs> dripping out of yeah, it. Yeah, you'll be very disappointed. It stinks. so gross. Yeah, by the time you get it. If it's been in any kind of sunlight, <laughs> forget it. Just, just put it straight in the trash. Uh, filled with 52 fluid ounces of ranch dressing. Right. Oh, it's, so that'll wow, get you through my. like Christmas morning at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll get Blair Saki through an afternoon. <laughs> they put they put ranch on everything in Pittsburgh. They uh yeah, it's 35 bucks, but I I mean, look, it's like a, you know, plastic bladder shaped like a stocking. Yeah. Boom boom. Wait, are you oh, from you... Pittsburgh? Uh I from very from close. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, okay. Western Pennsylvania. Right, right. Yeah, y- Yins. Yins, you know about that? You're a Yinzer? Yinzer? Yeah, I'm a Yinzer. Hell yeah. Hey, going up there? Hey, Ian's going up there. Come on. Uh, Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. Back in the news. Benioff and wife. Benioff and wife. <laughs> Please welcome oh, Benioff and wife. It sounded like a duo that'd be in like Miss Maisel or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they've they've been looking for projects since they've utterly humiliated themselves. I feel like they've been like drowning in projects. Well, yeah, but that's okay. Well, they tried it with like, what if uh, the South won the Civil War? Wouldn't that be a pretty right. cool that was story to tell? And it was like, no. Right. Uh, then How about not? The Star Wars thing happened and Kathleen Kennedy of Lucasfilm was like, these guys get it. Like they understand like complex characters and like mythology. That's why we feel like they're perfect to, to work on these three movies or whatever. Uh, and then suddenly like that, they just pieced out. That deal was no longer. I don't know right. what happened. And now Kathleen Kennedy said it was because they had an overall with Netflix that they signed for like two hundred million dollars, and it was she oh, was just like they, they aren't focused enough. Oh well, yeah, I I guess they were probably trying to do too much mm-hmm. too soon. Um, and so now they're doing something around the work of H.P. Lovecraft, mm. uh, and mm. what they know. The only quote that we have that's sort of referencing it. From according to this source, it says the film filmmakers are keeping it close to the vest, but I'm told the movie asks a horrifying question. What if H.P. Lovecraft wasn't making it up? What if the monsters he created are real? Also, the movie will be set in 1920 within the Cthulhu mythos. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I All right, so a couple things. Mm-hmm. First of all, what if monsters are real is not... Like, yeah. yeah, that's the premise of, <laughs> of a all movie. horror movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you, I mean, you haven't really blown our mind with that. Imagine Godzilla where it's like, it's destroying the city. Go, man, that motherfucker ain't real. <laughs> to know the damage is gone and right. you're talking to somebody who's just like exaggerating about something. Right. Uh, <laughs> horror movies set in the 1920s. Uh, I, f- I find horror movies set in the past not as scary, personally. I think mm. they're making a m- mistake because you can't like put because yourself can't in kill their me. places. Yeah, and also because if it oh, killed a lot shit. of people back then, we back figured then out we would have known about it by now. Wait, so you use like real life logic to talk yourself out of being scared <laughs> in a film that's in a purely fictitious? Yep, <laughs> big time. You like, like whispering to somebody who's not even watching it with you, like you know that <laughs> back then. D- didn't happen. King Kong never happened. See, we, I do that with. We would have heard about it by now. <laughs> but I, I just think imagine I do... them on set, and I'm like, and I'm like, imagine the director being like, cut, and then they like the person who just got murdered stands up, and they're like, tee right. what a funny scene that was. <laughs> that's right. how I'm not scared. Okay. Wasn't that a joke? Oh, in your mind you say like even though they were drawn and quartered right i will be like that was all vfx and afterwards they had a yummy mocha in their trailer yeah like the ad called lunch and then everyone yeah yeah. boom yeah i uh (laughs) well that's good that's good to know i'm not i don't know i just know that hp lovecraft in connection with cthulhu yes but that's all i know i i couldn't really say much more about his work right i know he died youngish yeah that's about it he uh, had like syphilis, some sort oh, of syphilitic yeah. mental so stuff going on. Uh, let's talk about Home Alone, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's greatest invention. <laughs> um, so uh, in case you didn't notice, uh, Disney owns basically everything now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after the Fox sale, uh, they also own the Christmas classic Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're planning on rebooting it. Uh, they're rebooting it with two very funny people. Yeah. Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney. Hmm. Um, so 
Sure. As the adults. As the adults. Wish they were the <laughs> wish they were the kids home. Ellie Kemper <laughs> as the child who's home, home alone, alone. Like <laughs> with Kimmy Rob Schmidt. Delaney yeah. being like a sticky bandit. Right. <laughs> sticky bandit. Yeah. That's new. That's well that's, no, that's home, home, home too. Alone too. Oh, they're the sticky. Yeah, bandit. yeah they rebrand. Well, did they really just because of that one time he dipped his hand into like a Salvation Army donation yeah, bucket? Daniel Stern is he's trying to make sticky bandits happen. happen yeah. Right. And, and just like fetch. Work. Yeah, exactly. Happening. Uh, Archie Yates, who played JoJo's friend in JoJo Rabbit, uh, but he's not the main kid. He will be the child. But they're saying he's not. That like it's different this what, time. What's different is that the child is now against these two neighbor adults. Oh, so this is the so thing. it's more like a reboot of Neighbors for yeah, children. Well, so they say for this one, uh, it's a slightly different direction by having a husband and wife go to war with a young boy named Max after he steals from them. Okay. Oh. So I don't know whose side we're on exactly. Well, definitely Max's. I guess. Not me. But he's a thief. <laughs> we're like, yeah, go get yours, thief. Yeah. Was it just about- So anyway, this is what brings us to the you know the ethos that John Hughes had sort of imbued in the originals. Yeah. Uh, like how this would be a little bit weird considering like what the first Home Alone films were always trying to tell the audience. Yeah. Or, Our writer JM was saying, imagine if they rebooted Die Hard where John McClane took a bunch of hostages, uh, yeah. which is fair. Yeah, that, that does change things. Um, but also kind of believable. Yeah. Like with him. <laughs> right. Well, that's what they think is happening. Right. Right? The FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, McLean. <laughs> Just those, the the uh, skeptical FBI agents in that movie are great. But yeah, this I think like we were saying, one of his really close friends, PJ O'Rourke, was basically saying like, yeah, he's a he's he was a lifelong Republican, and if you look, he's like, if you want to, if you choose to actually see what the messages are, it's very clear. It's all about self sufficiency, freedom, and responsibility. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. what these Home Alone. It's like a about. libertarian tale. One hundred percent. Yeah, because the police are completely incompetent or don't exist in this world where right. he is left home alone. It's just him versus robbers with a intermediary, uh, elderly kind of homeless guy. Yeah. Well, when you when you yeah. sort of do beat by beat, right? Like there's a Vice article about this too, saying that the first part starts with. Quote, a rebellion against overregulation. Essentially, the parents are big government. And Kevin is just a, you know, free sovereign citizen, man, just trying to do, be self-determined, do as he needs to. He doesn't need the nanny state, the granny state, to fucking tell him what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why then he shows, like, his sort of evolution of being completely, like, taking the brakes off eating fucking ice cream for breakfast, brunch, and oh, dinner. Yeah. Yeah. He, he becomes very self-sufficient. Yeah, he like right. orders his own. He goes grocery shopping. Exactly. Right. He like does his dishes. He does the laundry. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't need anyone else. I can pick myself up by mm-hmm. my own bootstraps exactly. and get this yeah. done. And when he goes grocery shopping, a policeman tries to arrest him. Uh, he has to like escape from the fucking cops yeah. from a cashier who's like, what's going on at home, kid? Uh, Wait, does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember he like slides through a cop's legs on a skating rink? Oh, right. Oh, because he stole a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. That's because he's scared. I mean, he's like scared of something. Oh, he sees the old guy. Uh, Old people are scary is also a message of this. And poor people, too. But yeah, they basically say it was populism for children. But then there's also the incompetence of the government social services and the scene where the police department and uh, or where uh, the mom calls the police department and the family crisis hotline right. and everyone keeps like hanging up on her she's like yeah. my son's home alone yeah, like this right. is a yeah yeah right lady it's christmas we're busy uh and, and then that- they send over a cop to like knock on the door and he's just like, knocks. Well, yeah, knocks. Yeah. No one answers. Like, no yeah. one's home. These, <laughs> yeah. these people are idiots. Right. And then he leaves. Um, and the wet bandits. Yep. So the the villains are uh, who out are of work. They're out of work plumbers. Who are, yeah, right. Which I mean, one of them. Uh, I mean, Mario and Luigi. Am I right? One of them's like a short, right. stockier mm-hmm. guy, and mm-hmm. one's a and tall. One of them's Daniel Stern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they, yeah, like they're using their skills of knowing, like their flood 
flood specialists or whatever. Right. You know, that's how they get. That's in what there. their that's what their van says. Yeah. It says plumbing flood specialists. They're out of work, uh, so they go back and try and steal from the rich people who employed them and then presumably unemployed them. Uh, and it's it's very strange. Yeah, it's like dystopian. None of the people are around. Like everybody has gone on vacation, so it's like a ghost town. Yeah, it's a ghost mm-hmm. town of like the wealthy, a, a yeah. wealthy person's ghost town. Right. Uh, and I don't know. Yeah. The, oh, well, wait. just that like, but that third act where it's basically like, I will now protect my property against yeah, fuck right. any with, invader with a gun, with yeah. a, gun. a BB gun. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Very George Zimmerman gun. over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my house. And I'm going to protect it. Right. Da dun 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 dun. Yeah, I, I don't know. The the thing though too, just about like the depiction of like the the lady, the pigeon lady, or the old man, where like all the people like they portray these sort of poor people as being like, you know, it's not that bad because like I can listen to a concert for free or you right know, play with these pigeons, and it's like, don't worry about me, you know. Eventually, oh right, the uh, pigeon lady stays. The pigeon, like she, it's not like she gets back any on help. her feet. No, right, right. He's she like, just oh, stays homeless and is like happy because she gets to like watch a, a concert, right? In and the then park. just be like, oh, my bad. Here, here's a fucking Christmas ornament, right? I don't yeah. know if you can eat that. <laughs> Maybe help her out with your stolen credit card. Hey, hey no. Ex- well, then also too, when uh, his uncle Frank. You can tell they also like there's like class signifiers with his uncle Frank. Oh right, he's a little, he's a little disheveled. disheveled. He's got like, the Uncle nest. Frank, you yeah, fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that taught me to look. Yeah. If anything, home there's a whole scene where Kevin just dresses down Uncle Frank and is like, "When are you gonna get your shit together, Frank? <laughs> yeah, you fucking mooch, <laughs> you fucking loser." <laughs> uh, and he's always like fucking with people who are like you know uh, minimum wage workers like he fucks with the pizza delivery person yeah. he fucks with oh, cop yeah. he fucks with the store clerk because uh, it's funny to fuck with those people yeah. he fucks with the uh, Santa Claus the the store Santa Claus is like a drunk right right yeah, yeah I don't know so that's why like when you look at what this next one is gonna be it's not like I don't know like they're it's gonna be a socialist text yeah I don't know right. what it is <laughs> I, but I, it's so interesting how that move, like that aesthetic is just, just the John Hughes aesthetic is pure, is like exactly what I associate with the eighties. And it perfectly reflects like what Reagan. the Reagan administration yeah. like wanted us to associate with the eighties. Right. It's just it's like, like wild that, uh, that the politics and the aesthetic lined up that much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, look, a lot of people were thrown out on the street because of these economic policies, but like right. they're, they're, look, they get to watch free concerts and they're dirty. So, yeah. yeah. And that's how you know that it will trickle down eventually. <laughs> well, Caitlin, mm. it's been a pleasure as always Thanks having, for having you. me. Where can people find you and follow you? You can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. Uh, speak, call back to the erotic fanfic okay. that I mentioned Platonic earlier. Platonic or erotic? Well, uh, I'm writing both. Oh, fantastic. Um, but if erotic. You, if you, <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you want to catch some of my Christmas themed erotic fanfic that I'm performing on a show in LA on December 17th at the Lyric Hyperion. Mm-hmm. Please do that. Uh, details for that are on my website, caitlindurante.com. And uh, listen to the Bechtel cast where we recently covered Home Alone. Hey. Mm. Hell yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, yes. Here it is. This comes from at Caleb Says Things. And uh, it is, sorry, but if Amelia Bedelia was my maid, her ass would have been unemployed. The first time I saw, or the first time I said, draw me a bath, and she handed me a crayon picture in the bathtub, <laughs> it would have been over for her. <laughs> yeah, fuck Amelia Bedelia. Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> fuck is her deal. Uh, <laughs> wow. Delia. Uh, Miles, what, where can people find you, follow you? Hey, shout out to the Delia's catalog. Yeah. Man. Um. Oh, for me, Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, a uh, new podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance, with Sophie Alexandra talking about our favorite show, Ninety Day Fiance. If you need some trash reality uh, balm to soothe your wounds, this is it. Mm. Uh, some tweets that I like. First of all, shout out to everybody who put me onto the tweet about the dude who spilled baked beans on himself watching Cars Two, which was uh, alluded to in the previous uh, favorite tweet of the day from last week. 
uh, thanks for bringing that to my attention. I didn't realize it had gone viral in 2017, but I wasn't on Twitter then. Uh, and then also my a tweet I like is from Dana Donnelly at Dana Donnelly. It says, to be honest, I think if I was a parent, I would rather watch my kid do porn than improv. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. This is how I'm seeing, though, this generational shift in comedy, though. Where, like, a lot of these younger comedians just have this, they're like, yo, dude, improv ain't it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that ain't the route anymore. Mm. Look uh, at these kids. Look, at, look these. at these kids. Look at these kids, though. Love where it's going. Love where this stuff's going. <laughs> uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. We'll just go with Colin Crawford, who tweeted, huge cheers for Epstein during this year's Academy Awards in memoriam. Uh, and Michael Swaim, who tweeted, sometimes when I microwave five taquitos, they all stick together, and to cool them off, I blow into the tops and pretend I'm pan and do a little taquito jig. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Swaim, one of the funniest people in the world. Uh, uh, you can find me. I want some me. taquitos. <laughs> find me on Twitter. Is that your impression of me? No, that's uh, from The Simpsons. Oh. Yeah, where they're on the boat, and someone says, like, oh, damn the torpedoes, and he's like, what? Someone goes, where are tuxedos? And then the legend goes, I want some taquitos mm. all right yeah. i love the simpsons and they're like and because the, the the sea captain he like totally crashed the boat and they're like how did you not see that and he goes yar two glass eyes <laughs> and he takes his pipe and goes clink clink against his glass eyes <laughs> i do remember that that's so did willem dafoe in the lighthouse was he just playing that character from the simpsons i need to watch it because oh, i didn't man, realize you do, but I, he is is I, he i'm answering the my own sea question captain? oh yar. yeah <sighs> Uh, answer me this. Do you have any <laughs> spare change? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Uh, this is off a the new album from K. Trinata, who's one of my favorite producers uh, and artists. Um, this new album's called Bubba, but this little track right here, it's it's Monday. You got to get your shoulders loose. We got we just got a few more days to work before we can just die underneath gravity blankets uh, and a lot of uh, hot chocolate. And this track is called Puff La, L-A-H. And yeah, it's short but sweet. Puff but uh, oh, what a beat. Mm. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back this afternoon. Tell you what's trending, and then after that, with more podcasts. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.